You're listening to The Birdbath, presented by The Fountain Report. I'm your host, Ryan Leach. Welcome back to The Birdbath. Each week, we scrape the surface of the news you need to know. Kicking off 2024, so let's get into it. Welcome to a brand new year. Super excited to have everyone joining us. And something that I thought would be really fun to kick us off in this new year is to see how well you, our listeners, were paying attention all year long. Now, I'm not giving you the quiz, but Vin News put out a really fun and interesting 15-question quiz just to see how well you were paying attention throughout 2023. If you've been keenly listening to The Birdbath, take the quiz and see how you do. We're making sure we put a link in the bio, so check it out and see how you did. I despite being the one bringing you the news, got 12 out of 15. So there's a few topics maybe that I need to go back and brush up on. But see how you do. Make sure that you put the your score in the comments. And I'd love to see how everyone did and, and how well you stayed up to date on what's affecting the veterinary industry that we all know and love. Perhaps another group that might have done better than 12 out of 15 are Apes and large primates. Uh, A new study in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences says that apes recognize friends they haven't seen for decades. The researchers found that chimpanzees and bonobos were able to recognize photos of former groupmates more than 25 years after last seeing them in the flesh, with photos of old friends eliciting an even more positive response. The study was published, as I said, in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Science, and the senior author, Christopher Krupenyi, an assistant professor at Johns Hopkins University who studies animal cognition, says that he was inspired by his experience working with apes and sensing that they recognized him even years after their last interactions. The way that the research was done was that researchers left two photographs, one that the apes had previously known and another of a stranger, accessible to the apes and used a non-invasive eye tracking device to measure where they were looking and for how long. The results showed that the apes looked significantly longer at those they knew, no matter how long it had been since they last saw them, and even longer still at those that they had been friendly with. They tested photos of apes that that had known each other uh, from as recently as six months all the way up to 26 years, and they found that there was a relation and and a willingness for an increase of that interaction for apes all the way up to 26 years. Now, they're not saying it stops at 26 years. That was just the the largest portion of the data set. Uh, One of the authors of the study said, we hope that these results will provide people more empathy with their closest living cousins. It's kind of cool. It's a little heartwarming and, and maybe a little... Uh, sad when you think about zoos and the and the captivity situations that a lot of uh, the large primates are in. But, um, you know, maybe just people taking a moment to understand what the power and, and brain power and cognitive abilities of, of other animals and, and creatures on the earth with us, what they're bringing to the world and, and maybe taking a, a chance, maybe if we want to go bigger world here, but maybe taking the chance in 2024 to to take a second about your impact on the world and, and what you're doing to, to become a, a better global citizen. Now, perhaps a, a story that's not as empathy-driven, but still extremely important and very important for a lot of people that work in a corporate environment, is a, an update, or a, more importantly, a veto 
of the non-compete bill that was up for approval in New York State. So New York State Governor Kathy Hochul vetoed the bill that would ban all new non-competition agreements for workers in New York. Reports indicated that Governor Hochul sought to limit the ban on non-compete agreements to individuals earning up to $250,000, while sponsors of the bills were ultimately agreeable to a $300,000 limit, and both sides differed on how bonuses and stock options should be counted for this proposal. The New York State legislator had been working on this bill and actually passed it in June of earlier this year, and it was something that a lot of people that are concerned about the non-competes in the veterinary industry, we're looking to as a, a positive opportunity for a very large state and an influential state to be able to set the new precedent. But this was struck down uh, right at the end of the year here and something that a lot of people are now are, are curious to see what any revision should come. The most recent update out of the New York State legislature is saying that employers should expect a revised bill to be reintroduced next year. Hopefully they can find a path there between that $250,000 and $300,000 limit and figure out ways to be able to reduce the stranglehold that that non-competes do seem to have on, on quite a few people within the veterinary space. Best Friends Pet Care has received an investment from Turning Rock Partners. Now, Best Friends is a provider of pet care services, including boarding, grooming, training, and doggy day camp. And they've expanded to more than 40 locations pretty quickly across 18 states. Their flagship location is actually at Disney World in Orlando, and something that um, they've been working to replicate that type of experience across their many locations across the country. So the thing that I found most interesting, though, about this was not that another person or another group or another company in the space has actually gotten another investor, but is that Best Friends Pet Care has a employee stock ownership plan or an ESOP. Now, if you've never met me or we've talked about this, you know that's something that I'm extremely passionate about. I think the opportunities for ESOPs are an interesting way to allow the employees and the teams that are building these companies to be able to see the potential and the upside of growth. Um, an ESOP is different than, a, than an equity plan or just giving an employee stock options. It's actually a government-mandated and regulated piece that, that requires certain thresholds, earning levels, opportunities for people to be able to cash out on those shares, and, and really a situation where the employees that are building these companies, and we've seen it not just in the, as we're talking about here in the pet care space, but heavily in the veterinary space, as well as many other companies in our industry, these the employees are the ones that are doing a lot of the work and, and really putting in a lot of the effort to be able to drive these businesses. And with an ESOP, it's a great way for them to be able to participate in the financial upside that comes not just from selling recapitalizing or growing the business, but actually being able to participate in the true ownership of that business. So kudos to Best Friends Pet Care. Looking forward to see where that goes and and looking forward to see who else. A lot of other groups are, and businesses are talking about growing through an ESOP plan, and I'd love to continue to hear about that. Finally, if doing the quiz at the beginning wasn't enough excitement for you, I, I think there's a, a cool survey that's coming out. So Digitale has launched an industry-wide survey on artificial intelligence in veterinary medicine and is inviting the entire veterinary community to participate. 
They're conducting it in collaboration with the with the American Animal Hospital Association, or AHA, as many people know it. And the study aims to capture insights from veterinary professionals regarding the potential application of AI in their daily workflows, and generally to better understand the current awareness and concerns around this technology. Sebastian Gabor, the CEO of Digital, said the actionable takeaways from this survey will guide the development of AI tools and ensure they benefit both practitioners and patients. Digital was was very open here in, in the conversation about wanting to make sure that they partnered with a with a group like AHA to be able to take this survey and make it something that the entire industry can use to act upon is stuff that's going to be extremely beneficial for businesses with AI components like Digital to be able to learn from. But it's also going to be important for policymakers and, and VMAs to be able to understand what their members and what their parties are thinking about with their current utilization and where they want to see the future. So given that more startups are introducing AI-powered products or, or implementing AI functionality in their current software, it's really high time to, to ask how the industry is thinking about these tools. I personally have been speaking and writing extensively on the AI topics for the past year because I'm seeing real-life examples from veterinary practitioners on how this technology is taking some of their headaches away. You know, if, you're, if you want to dive deeper into it, right, do AI tools need more accuracy? Yes. Look at some of the photos that they put out there. Look at the fact that they can't draw hands and it's everyone's ending up with, you know, anywhere between one and 15 fingers on each hand. Do they need to work to gain more trust? Do these tools need to learn more? Definitely. They definitely do. And is there a conversation that needs to be had around regulations? Perhaps I'm not the one that can make that decision. I think that the regulations need to be self-guided and, and something that we have a discussion around internally, both as a global community, but also as individual industries. Um, one thing, though, that is clear is that AI penetration will continue to grow. So it's worth exploring this technology, not to miss it out. So if you're using something like ChatGPT for your work tasks, or if you're doing marketing through Dolly or Midjourney, or even if you're on Canva, or if you're using Google's ability to auto-populate your email responses, just so that you don't have to write back another thank you note, just let me know in the comments and make sure you hop on and take the survey. We put in a link in the show notes for that as well. I know last week we ended with a thank you to everyone, but I want to again thank people for jumping into 2024 with the birdbath. We're super excited for what this year is going to bring, so make sure you stay tuned and subscribe and share the show with others. And for more on these and other stories, join us by subscribing to The Fountain Report. There's always a link in our bio, and don't miss out on any episodes by subscribing and rating the show. For The Birdbath, I'm Ryan Leach. See you next week. 